Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Monster 8, the pilot podcast hosted by me, Brandon. We are back, 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 back again on Wednesday night with a lot of chest hair. Let me tell ya. Let me show ya in video form on Spotify, available on Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Thank you for Anchor for the sponsoring of the video. Making that money, man. We're going to make that money. Going to make it whatever. We're going to make it through. Make it through together. Not a whole lot planned tonight, really. Always got the, since it's Wednesday, got the Springsteen song of the week. But really, I have nothing else planned. We're just going to riff and go at it, I guess. I guess let's just jump into it. I have nothing to jump into. So <laughs> I just busted my foot off the sustain pedal on my piano. And, oh, my foot does not feel good right now. Does not feel good at all. Like, it's uh, painful. Very painful. <laughs> oh man I don't know. Yeah, the other night I was kind of in that very reflective mood I think that kind of went through in the video I don't think I was too 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 depressed was I I may have been who cares working through it we're getting all that stuff figured out um, I'm trying to get the camera angle just right just right just for the sexy mode kind of see the sex appeal sofa still behind me still not clean no, I don't know stress levels are up man stress levels are up I had that kind of urge to kind of uh hit the road the other day and just kind of go hide again but not like in the same way that it was a couple years ago when uh it got really bad for me just i just had that i just wanted to drive man get in the car head west or head north head south head east doesn't matter just had that feeling i hadn't had that feeling for a while what's the uh radiohead um from fake plastic trees oh shit I don't remember anything anymore, man. Oh, yeah, you know, that's what I fucking wanted. Come on. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I can't help the feeling. I could blow through the ceiling if I just turn and run. Yeah, i kind of in that mood lately. Make that one of the songs of the week. We might talk about Radiohead finally in the next few episodes. Opening song tonight was Remedy by Hot Water Music. Um, which record's that off of? I can't remember. It's a 2003 record. Uh, great record. Great band, Hot Water Music. Haven't talked about them. Haven't talked about Chuck Reagan or Chris Wallard. Or I talked a little bit about uh, Rebello, the drummer, who's an outstanding drummer. Their bass player is also fantastic. I think his first name is Chris, but I can't remember his last name. They're Yeah, they're bass players. Great, especially like on Drag My Body, uh, Free Radio Gainesville. Good stuff, good stuff, great stuff, wonderful stuff from Hot Water Music out of, uh, what, Virginia, I believe. Great guys, great guys, wonderful guys, you know. Chuck Reagan's like some weird modern Jesus type guy, you know. Just everybody who meets him just like talks about how wonderful the guy is. I would love to meet him. I love this. I saw him live 11, 12 years ago. First time I saw the Dropkick Murphys, they played uh, in Columbus called the Shamrock Festival. And, uh, like, Stiff Little Fingers, Street Dogs, the Mahones, um, Dropkick Murphys, obviously. I think the Parkington Sisters, if I'm thinking correctly. And then uh, Chuck Reagan. And there's a couple other people on the side stage. I can't remember who anymore. I know the lead singer of the Bloody Irish Boys was there. 
it was fun looking back you know I don't really care a lot about that stuff anymore but at the same time back then I loved that stuff I was really into that shit but the first time I heard Chuck Reagan and like he played the side stage and I kind of stayed over by the main stage and like you know you can still hear it because it's like the LC or whatever the fuck they call that thing now Kimba or I don't, I don't even know um it was a good time, but yeah, he's playing the side stage, and you, you could so you could hear it because you know it's just the outdoor area. You know, it's not like you have a huge uh, festival ground to go to. Um, I just remember hearing him like, man, that guy is great. He's got like the big, like the voice of a bear, and the voice of God is what I say. You know, he just kind of gravel, just chewed on gravel for a while, and is powerful. But at the same time, you know, you see all these cool videos. Nice guy. From there, I got into the revival tour. Got into, um, you know, so I got like the Dan Andriano and uh, Dave House, a few other guys. There's more and more I got into stuff. Lucero, because I saw somebody with a Lucero shirt on there. What? How old was I? 18, 19? Was I a freshman in college? So I'd been like 19, maybe? I can't remember anymore, man. Maybe I was like 20. Maybe. I don't remember. Timelines are weird. I can't think of anything on the timeline anymore. All of it's just like just one year anymore <laughs> I think I talked about last year like where I just have no memory of years like just like whole big patches of my life like four years like just I don't know what I was doing really I don't know it's fun fun stuff but yeah like I said I got to see Chuck Reagan and like I said I kind of just hear him I'm like this guy's really good I like this I got into him more um I don't remember this record Feast or Famine uh Gold Country was it Meet Me in the Middle? God. Drives me crazy. I got him covering ground. I got covering ground here somewhere. Um, over there somewhere. I got everything alphabetized. Alphabetized by first name. It's a little odd, I know. But, you know, hey, that's how I do my system. I don't care if you don't like it. It's my system. It's my records. They're my children. I can do with my children uh, whatever I please. So, yeah. Um... Oh, like I said, I got to hear him, and then, like I said, he's just got a great voice. There was a cool story. I can't remember who wrote it. It was a dying scene. I'm not sure if they're still around or not. There's a, There was a cool, like, uh, online place, uh, online, like, uh, what, whatever they want to call those, kind of like publications. Yeah, it was called Dying Scene. They had some really great, great news articles in there, always about bands I absolutely love, Bouncing Souls, Lucero, uh, Frank Turner, then Chuck Reagan. But, yeah, there's, like, one of the reporters went to a Chuck Reagan show, he went backstage afterwards, and Chuck was just kind of, he said he just continuously walking around checking on everybody. And then, you know, he finally sat down, like, kind of did the interview, or they kind of sitting there just talking back and forth. And he said he noticed that Chuck was wearing these boots that he had seen that he'd really liked. They were like $300 or something like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was like, I really like those boots. I hadn't, I didn't get them. So Chuck's like, oh, no problem. And literally just took his shoes off and gave them to the guy. He's like, yeah, you can have them. It's not a big deal. Like, yeah, just gave him the boots. And then he's like, then he's just walking around like Jesus Christ, like, you know, talking to everybody. You know, making sure everybody's feeling good, feeling great with no shoes on. <laughs> what a good guy Chuck Reagan seems to be. I'd love to meet that guy. Good guy, great guy. Wonderful guy. Uh, what is this? Oh, yeah. That's right. I don't have any batteries in this freaking thing. I don't know, man. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Wednesdays, Wednesdays, Wednesdays. Not going to be probably a great episode of anything. But at the same time, you just got to... You make plans, you stick to them. I said twice a week, and so I got to go twice a week. But I'm trying to think. I think uh, I'm not sure how everybody feels about the uh, me kind of railing on PDA the other night to the point of basically saying I hope two people live with the guilt of killing 500 people for making out. 
<laughs> I thought it was funny. Mean, but funny. I had dinner with my mom the other night. That was cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Had some Mexican food. Rocas in Chillicothe. It was a good spot. Down by their coals. Um, but I think I found a new place. I can't remember what used to be there. I swear I've been there before in that building. But I can't remember. Chillicothe's got some decent restaurants. They got a smokehouse downtown. Or whatever you want to call whatever. Like in the old kind of Chillicothe. Um, and that place is fantastic. Great steak. Wonderful steak, man. Just fantastic. Uh, to me, better than the river. I know my Soda County friends are going to be very, ugh, ugh, how can you, how, how do you say that? Shut the fuck up, I don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, and speaking of controversial opinions, I'm really all over the map right now. <laughs> I know I have my changing subjects like fucking crazy. Uh, so, popping on, like, you know, like I said, I, put my Spotify on, I hit shuffle a lot, and random songs will come on that I've liked over the years that maybe I don't like so much anymore, or I'm like, oh shit, I forgot all about this song types, and this, <laughs> this band is so bad, Lint Biscuit, they're so bad, but they have one song that is absolutely incredible, it's the Mission Impossible song is what I always call it, I think it's Take a Look Around, uh, lyrically fucking trash, like Durst is such a bad songwriter. And he's just a hor like, ugh. He's just this, bleh, gross. But, like, musically, they're all, they've always been pretty good, but that's like the song where they're kind of on top of their game. Like, it's a really fucking cool song. It's got the whole Mission Impossible riff in it. I think it was made from, like, Mission Impossible 2. But, man, it's really good. The lyrics are um, just like every other Fred Durst song. I don't get why everybody hates me, but I don't care that everybody hates me. And then he just kind of rotates back and forth about that. And also, then he sings songs about sex like a 12-year-old. Yeah, there's like his three subjects of sex. Um, I don't get why everybody hates me. And I don't care that everybody hates me. But, you know, those last two don't really compute. If you... I don't get it, but I don't care. Mm, yeah, but you're talking about it. So it's kind of like uh, when I was talking... I said this like weeks ago. When you try to you go out of your way to tell people you don't care, it's obvious you care. And that's what Fred Durst is. He obviously cares that everybody hates his fucking guts. <laughs> God, he just, I don't know. Not 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 great. But this, like I said, the song is really fucking good. Like, musically. Really heavy, just... I don't know. It's it's a great song. And controversially, I think it's better than anything Metallica ever put out. What? Yeah, I said that. I'm not a huge fan of Metallica. I respect the Metallica. Like, I get they are great at what they do and all that fun stuff, but... I don't care about it. It's just not for me. It's like a lot of music out there. Not for me. But at the same time, I still think that Limp Bizkit song is better than anything. Like, it's better than Inner Sandman. It's better than all those songs by Metallica. I said it. It's out there in the universe. I gotta eat the shit for it when it comes back at me. But, you know, hey. Whatever. It's just me being me, man. Just me being me. You don't get to this level of chest hair without a little bit of confidence. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so obsessed with my chest hair. Bam! Um, <laughs> I'm so fucking stupid. Oh, no. No, but I'm excited this weekend. My good friends uh, Justin and Maddie are uh, getting married. Good for them. Very happy for them. I remember when they started the relationship all those years ago. Maddie thought it was, like, obvious that... Uh, she thought, like, she was really good at hiding the fact that she had a big crush on Justin when 
as soon as I met her, I'm like, yeah, she's got a tr- crush on Justin. Like, within, like, seconds. I'm like, she's, it's not that, I don't think she'd even met Justin yet. And I already knew she's going to have a crush on Justin. So, you know, now they're getting married. Good for them, man. I'm happy to go to the wedding, too. I have missed so many weddings over the years just because of the way I work. You know, always working weekends, never having that time off. And never staying in touch. You know, people don't invite me to things because I don't stay in touch. They kind of think I don't like them or I just don't care about them or, you know, it's not be my thing. And, you know, I same time, I think, uh, who was it? Little Tooth. Little Tooth. Nathan. He, uh, he apologized to me because I went to, like, his bachelor party. He's like, yeah, you know, I think it was me and JR got cut from the guest list at the last fucking second. Oh, ass. Um, we got cut, and he's like, you know, like, I'm really sorry. You know, you guys are like the people I agonized over the most about, you know, taking off the list. And I said, you know what, man? To be 100% honest with you, I wasn't going to go to your fucking wedding. <laughs> like, like the amount of, like, um, transparency I have with my friends is so brutal sometimes. Like, I literally just said, like, oh, yeah, I'd never go to your fucking wedding. Like, but thinking like he would understand that, you know, weddings aren't my thing or I'd have to get the work off. It's just, nah, that's all I said was, yeah, I'm not going to go to your fucking wedding. Go, <laughs> you know, piss off. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> that was good times. Good times. Wonderful times. Now I'm trying to think. Last wedding I went to. No idea. Like literally zero idea of what the last time I went to a wedding. Really? Jeez, man. Like, I'm blanking. I don't even know who's ever gotten married, really. Ah. You know, man, but like I said, I'm happy for Justin and Maddie. Justin and Maddie, good people. Great people, wonderful people, of course. Uh, been in North Carolina. Now they come back up to Columbus. Maybe I'll have them both on, on, on the show. Maybe we'll do a whole, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who fucking knows? Oh, it's gonna be one of them episodes. Ugh. What else I got going on this weekend? Something else is happening. Something else has happened. Maybe Lauren's going to be up. Maybe I should see if Lauren can come on the podcast. Maybe I'll record it on Saturday and see if I can get that son of a bitch on here. Be a good time, great time. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm riffing so hard right now. I think I've said, I don't know, like 13 times. I don't know. <laughs> it's a goddamn awful... Um, no, and also my friend Elise's birthday was the first. So happy birthday to Elise. Good person. Wonderful person. Good girl, great girl, wonderful woman. Um, yeah, I worked with her at Red Lobster. Then I worked with her at Bear Burger for a little while. I don't think I named her as like my, one of my favorite Bear Burger people. Because like, we only worked together for like two months at Bear Burger. She was always one of my favorite people to work at Red Lobster. We didn't get to work together at Bear Burger long enough. I got out of the job because I was a manager and I'm just so fucking cool with my power just tossing it around like that, man. It's disgusting. They didn't know how to handle me, man. So that's why they shut us down. They couldn't handle me. Nah, it's COVID. But no, like you said, happy birthday to Elise. Good person. Wonderful person. Always liked her a lot cleaning. God, my foot hurts so freaking bad. I hurt all the time. Like, that's that's the problem. I bump something. I'm done. I'm done for that entire day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. But yeah, like I said, we got the... Like I said, I've been talking, like, kind of being extra stressed this week. Maybe that's why I'm so disjointed tonight. Um, 
Like I said, that whole running feeling's kind of been back lately. Not sure why. I know I'm added stress, but I, you know, I've I've had stress like to this levels in the past two years, and I haven't had that running feeling. But I've had that running feeling for like the past few days. Not sure why, man. Getting antsy. Things are changing. When you're not ready for them to change, you got to say goodbye to some people, and sometimes you just hope they get better. They get the uh, they take care of themselves. They drop that dead weight that they're carrying with them. But sometimes they're just, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to say it without being too rude or mean. I don't know if they listen or not. If they do, hey, get yourself better, please. Um, there's a good person inside of you, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to say else. Because uh, your fucking dead weight that you carry around, he's he's not going to fucking take care of that. Let me tell you. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, ah, let's move on from that. No, but I'm actually having... Not an emergency. Emergency is the wrong word, but I've had to like uh, I, I I do therapy once a week or not once a week, uh, once a month, and I had to uh, kind of message like, hey, I uh I need another session this week. Actually, I need a second session. I haven't had to do two sessions in a long time, so you know, hopefully, can talk some of this stuff out, figure some stuff out, and kind of work some stuff out and stuff, 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 stuff. Let's say stuff some more. Jeez, I am all over the place tonight, guys. I do apologize. <sighs> I don't even know if I've said anything I'm supposed to say. Like I said, I know I'm, um, like I said, I'm, I'm excited about the wedding. Should be a fun time out in, uh, I believe, Asheville. I, I think it's about 15 minutes from my uh, apartment. Like I said, I, sh- I need to message Lauren see if I can get his, uh, get his, his, uh, you know, disgusting ass up here. Have a good time. Talk some shit. See what we can do. I need to get a good shave in. I need to message some other people. I know a guy who used to run a barber shop downtown. Maybe I can get in touch with him and see what he's got going on. I don't know if he still does that or not. I'm like I said. I think we're going back to that first episode. How fucking horrible I am at staying in touch with anybody. Like people have reached out to me about this, and I still barely interact with them. Be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't do it for content or some shit. You know what I mean? I don't care about that. But yeah, so many people. Like I've had dozen, couple dozen people reach out to me because of this podcast, which is mind-boggling to me. Thank you so much for anybody who listens or has tuned in for the first time, second time, third time, fourth time, the fifth time. I don't care. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, but I've had so many people kind of reach out and say how much they're enjoying it or liking it or just kind of talking about some of the stuff I talk about in general, you know, giving their own thoughts, which is so cool, but at the same time I still come off like a kind of a callous douchebag because (laughs) I don't interact well. I kind of leave shit on the table unsaid or whatever you want to call it. And it's just, I don't get why I'm so bad at staying in touch with people. I don't get it, man. I talked about it way back when, man. I absolutely love my friends. All these people I've met over the years, all of them are wonderful. There's a reason, like, if I considered you a friend, that's a, I mean, I don't know. It's not like an honor. (laughs) I'm not that much of a douche. I don't think I'm like some, you know, Messiah or something like that, like you know, that I consider you a friend. You should, you know, tell people when you meet them. Hey, I'm 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 friends with Brandon Bonovan. <laughs> I'm not like that, but I'm like at the same time, like I'm, I'm, you know, I can get along with everybody, but I don't consider a lot of people friends. You know what I mean? You know, you kind of have to earn. That's like I'm ridiculously loyal to my friends. I will defend you to the end when you're right. 
And sometimes I will defend you to the end, even if you're, I kind of know you're wrong. <laughs> but also I will defend you, but then tell you you're fucking wrong about stuff. Uh, you can ask a few of my friends about that. I sometimes do not mince my words when I, when I know that they're doing wrong stuff. So, um, where am I even going with this? I don't know. <laughs> not, like I said, it's like not keeping in touch with people. Like it's just, it's mind boggling to me how much I... Like, love my friends. I love so many of them. They're just great people. So many great people I've met over the years that I just don't... I think it's because I feel like I'm so fiercely loyal that they kind of know that I feel that way about them. I don't know. But at the same time, I just... I run too much off of assumptions and off of... uh, I don't know. Yeah, I run off like assumptions for people. Like, assuming other people's feelings. That's one thing, you know. And I feel like other people can assume my feelings well. And that's horrible because, no, you have to tell people stuff. It's so hard to gauge other people. You never know what's in other people's heads. And I always feel like I kind of, not so much wear my heart on my sleeve, but I feel like I'm always, you should always understand if I'm upset, why I'm upset. It's stupid instead of actually talking about it. Like I said, I've gotten much better in the past couple of years of getting out of that kind of mode. I know it kind of, like like I said, I've kind of talked about ruining relationships. I ruined like one of the most important ones in my life a couple of years ago because I just wouldn't fucking talk about things. I just let it build up to the point of it just exploding or just to the point where I couldn't fix it. It was impossible to fix, so I had to walk away. And like, you know, that fucking hurt for a long time, just having to walk away from um, friendship and all that fun stuff that meant the absolute world to me. And I, you know, even now, I wish I could go back to it, but nah, I was too much of a fucking douche. I was too much of a dick, too much of an asshole. That might be my new thing. Instead of good guy, great guy, wonderful, wonderful guy, be douche, dick, asshole. <laughs> That'll be a great shirt. That'll be a great Monster Eight the Pilot shoot. I think that thing will sell out quickly. Arrow pointing up, and it just says "douche dick asshole." <laughs> oh man! Somebody, somebody, uh, copyright that for me, please. Copyright that little phrase for me. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't know, man. It's been a weird, weird few days. Like I said, I've been kind of in that weird mode in my mind of. Should I just kind of pack my shit and go somewhere for a while? Disappear again? I know I always have that little... I love that lyric in a uh, Patterson Hood song. You know, chase down the sunrise or disappear. Um, and I have that feeling in my head again. and Not a great feeling to have. Especially when you don't know why. There's always those times where you get antsy and you're kind of like, man, I need to take a trip. Like, I get in these moods and it's it's different than taking a trip it's going and never be heard from again like I said kind of disappearing and I don't know I'm not sure why it's there you gotta work it out gotta talk it out see if I can unpack why it's there and um I don't know it's uh like I said as I said all the time it's so much fun working on yourself all the time so much fun it's just like you're exhausted all the time because you never have to stop especially when you get as crazy as I've gotten in the past few years that, you know, it's uh, non-stop work every single day. <laughs> you wake up and you're working on something in your mind. Like I said, my mind just goes everywhere all the time. And uh, I've got a five, six, yeah. <sighs> Whatever, man. Happy birthday, Elise. <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. 
I, I, I have been really, really tickled or whatever you want to say about how much people have really enjoyed the podcast when they've reached out to me. Um, it means the absolute world to me. I've absolutely loved doing it so far. It's been not life-changing, but it definitely has been mentality-changing. I feel a little bit more confident when I talk to people. Um, that's always nice because, you know, I'm not the most confident person in the world, despite what the chest hair says. <laughs> I swear to God, guys, you got to get the video. The video is so worth it for the amount of, uh, like, rolling fucking whatever. I need to stop talking about chest hair. Like, you know, I stopped talking about how much I hate pedophiles, which shouldn't be something you stop talking about. It should be just something you don't mention all the time. Because I was mentioning it, like, every single episode, so I kind of backed off. You know, they're already kind of, they already kind of know they're shitheads, right? They should. I fucking, mm. I don't know. Whatever. Come on, move on. Now I need to stop talking about the chest hair. I need to move on to something else. Maybe I get cool sunglasses or something. Maybe I get a cool hat. I always have cool hats. I don't fuck, man. We are all over the place tonight. Like, if I tested positive for cocaine tomorrow, I would not be surprised. Jesus, I am mile a minute in my mind right now. <laughs> Never done coke. Talk about that. Let's get a little bit dark again. Um, right before I decided to get sober. Like, the weekend before. Um, I had, like, a really, really rough night. Like, just a really rough I'm in not like depressing it got me into a very intensely anger mode and I know it's surprising to a lot of people when I talk about it I have intense anger issues very intense like it's not pretty when I blow it's like uh, I I get really intense I get re- like I talked about being unbelievably mean to people and stuff like that it it pops like that and um, only a few people probably have really seen me full on raging. I I do a good job of kind of containing it, but once it does blow, it blows. And I usually I usually do a good enough job to where nobody can see me lose my really lose my fucking mind on stuff. And maybe that's not good at all because, like you said, you just holding it, whatever. I got in one of those moods where I am raging in my head. I am raging. I am ready to just destroy everything, and I don't care who fucking gets it. Like, you know, it's like when you got a shotgun and you just got, like, a, you know, a buckshot or whatever. You know, got that spread. Everybody's going to fucking get it. That's kind of in the mind space I got into. And I texted a friend of mine. And I said, hey, man, um, you know, are you, hey, you, are you busy? He was like, are, hey, you got anything going on tonight? And he kind of didn't want to, but I kind of forced him. Like, hey, no, I'm coming over. <laughs> I'm coming over to hang out. I got really, really drunk. But the whole way over there... um going to get dark and sad. Uh, on the whole way over there, I'm walking, and this buddy of mine, I know he's done cocaine in the past and stuff like that. I think he's only ever done it once. But the whole way over there, in my mind, like this is how like depressed and angry I was getting. I was hoping he had coke on him so I could do some just so I could feel happy for once. That was literally in my head. That's how like... like that's how bad I was getting it just because I wasn't dealing with my stuff. I wasn't talking it out with anybody. And I was letting it boil over to the point of just absolute catastrophe. And, um, fuck man. That was, that's a, that's a thing you kind of have to live with that thought being in your head forever. Now, every time, every once in a while that gets in my head and like, I literally wanted to find illegal drugs, not just illegal drugs, just like find one of those uppers just so I could in my head. So I could feel happy for once. That's, fucking depressingly sad and um I said and that's the thing I've been happy 
I've been happy in my life. I was happy in that time period, too. But when you get in that, it's like none of that shit is real anymore. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's rough. Rough stuff. Um, still never done coke. I've done edibles. But I've never felt anything. When I smoked weed, I didn't feel nothing. Man, I felt gypped. <laughs> I don't know. Talking to some of my, you know, hallucinogenic professional friends. Uh, they're pretty sure the dose wasn't good enough. I don't know what that even means. Don't even know what that means. Or usually I was way, I felt like I was way too drunk for anything to kind of take over. I don't know. Don't know. I don't know. It's been about a half hour. How the fuck have I got a half hour out of nothing? Good job, me. Good job, me. Let's jump into the Springsteen song of the week. I feel like I've kind of laid a lot on you tonight. Maybe we can, I can talk about it some more. Um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't do coke. I just got really, really drunk. I think I bought like a 12-pack of Modelo, and I probably drank nine of them within the first hour I was at my friend's house. And he even said, like when I got there, he actually thought I had already done cocaine because I was so amped up. He actually thought I had done, he kind of, like, because I was like kind of telling him everything that was going to go off a little bit. And he stopped me, and he's like, have you done coke? And I was like, no, 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 no. And he's like, you are, like, you are more amped than I've ever seen you in my life. Like, just, it was intense. I get so intense when stuff, like, I haven't gotten that intense in a while. Which is a really good thing, because nobody should ever get that kind of fired up and intense over nothing. That's the problem. It was over nothing. It was over just, like I said, if I would, if I were to talk about this thing, it never either would have happened or it never would have been that hard for me to deal with. But because, especially at that time, I had the mentality of a fucking child. It was, like I said, blow up like a fucking teenager, man. It was, bleh. Still hate myself sometimes, but growing to accept myself. There we go. Let's end that on a uh, positive note. But... I think one of the ultimate Mr. Springsteen songs of the week, uh, songs about this kind of subject, is off Darkness off the Darkness. Come on, Brandon. Darkness on the Edge of Town. There we go. Off that album, which is... I always want to say it's my second favorite Springsteen album, but then I think about how great Nebraska is. Then I think Nebraska's second. Then I think about how great the river is. Then I think about how great Born in the USA is. Then I also think, think about how great Greetings from Asbury Park is. And then I just kind of think of all the records. <laughs> Darkness is 1978. Fantastic record. It's such a... It's... God, it's Bruce at his sexiest, man. <laughs> the album cover, sexy as all hell. It's what I've ultimately always wanted to look like, you know? Got the cool leather jacket. Got the I don't give a shit look. Got the mm, goddamn, goddamn man. No, but for me, it's uh, maybe it's such a great song because it takes such a great turn near the end, heading in that last verse. Because you know it's all about kind of uh, the bravado of youth and you know growing up and having that wild summer type thing and then it kind of turns into how you never getting out of that lifestyle can kind of affect the others around you and it's dark, it's a it's a racing in the street which there is a change of subject slight second Serena Ryder I've never listened to her that much but I've always listened to one song by her it's a cover of uh, racing in the street and it's a wonderful cover it's a beautiful cover never sure why me and Celia never covered that but, you know, I wasn't allowed to have an opinion 
in the music making, man. Mostly because I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> nah, but it's racing in the street. It's got that beautiful piano intro. Builds up. It's got that wonderful outro. That final verse. Get the fuck out of here. But it's, yeah, racing in the street. It's already setting the scene just with the opening piano. Like, just listen to that right there. Get the fuck out of here, man. God, I wish I would have learned to play piano as a teenager. Or even just as a child. I've just been played this all the fucking time. I got a 69 Chevy with a 396 Fuelly heads and her hearse on the floor She's waiting tonight down in the parking lot Outside the 7-Eleven store Like, come on, man. That's... You, you can feel the knife twist coming with this song. That's how, like, you know, it's, uh, what is it, like five and a half minutes? It might be like six minutes even. It's, uh, the song's like, yeah, 652, which has the outro or whatever. The whole time you're waiting for the knife turn because you know it's like this is not setting up to be a happy, happy song. comes in there with this like a you know, just kind of yeah it's great this song is so beautiful the whole song is just it's one of the first songs from Springsteen that made me change because I always like you know a little bit more like not like punk is like the high energy rock you know born to run always love crush on you from river which I haven't talked about enough um no surrender those songs especially like the album version a little bit more kind of upbeat ready to go well, this one was, you know, it's a little bit slower, a little bit more building, a little bit more storytelling that I, it kind of just opened my eyes to the world of music and especially the world of Bruce. And like I said, you feel that knife twist coming, and it comes in on his last verse when he starts talking about like, uh, you know, the uh, the girl who has to live with the guy who lives like this. And um, man, it's it's one of these songs that brings tears to my eyes every single time I listen to it, especially when Serena Ryder sings it too. I met her on the strip three years ago. Talking about how they met. It's almost like a tale of it's like a tale of two different like two stories in one song. It's just I don't know. Racing in the street is a top five Springsteen song. But now there's wrinkles round my baby's eyes and she cries herself to sleep at night. When I come home the house 
Jesus fucking Christ. That's so beautiful. Just the... Mm, just, oh my God. It's... <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it. It's such... Oh, man. It sits on the porch of her daddy's house. All her pretty dreams are torn. Stares off alone into the night with the eyes of one who hates for just being born. Oh my God, man. Come on. Why would you do that to us? I saw a great meme a couple weeks ago. Like, sorry, a great meme. I think all reams are fucking trash, but this was a great meme. It was like uh, a bus kind of on a the train tracks. It's like, oh, race. this is uh, darkness on the edge of town. And then, like, the train hits the bus and it's like racing in the street. And that's what this song is. It's just a train just plowing into you and just blowing you away, man. Like, uh, leaving you for dead. How do you do recover from this? I don't know how you do it. And then how do you write the rest of it? Like, I don't know. If I ever wrote anything in the same universe that was, like, considered, like, I don't know, a 20th as good as this song, I'd quit songwriting. I really would. Because <laughs> this, oh, man. It's, like I said, it's top five for me, all-time Springsteen songs, without a fucking doubt. And uh, I'm so glad that this song exists. I'm so glad we get to exist in the world of this song. And um, yeah, it's, it's so relatable and it's understandable, especially kind of growing older and all that fun, oh, all that wonderful stuff. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, it's been Wednesday's Monster Ate the Pilot Show. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for so much for listening to me rant about nothing for about 40 minutes here. How did I, I have no idea how I did this. I really had nothing planned. I have no notes for anything. I think I decided on racing in the street because, like I said, that Serena Ryder version came on um, the other night. I was like, man, that might be it. And I think I remember that coming home. I'm like, it's going to be racing in the street tonight, guys. Um, other than that, I'll check in on Sunday. I'll tell you how the wedding went. I'll see if I, uh, um, I don't know talk to anybody cool stuff maybe maybe i said maybe i can get lauren up here i need i need to talk to that guy I need to talk to that guy i need to see that guy I need to make sure that stash is still on if that stash is not on when he comes on this show there's gonna be some fucking problems let me fucking tell you uh <laughs> nah uh but once again thank you so much for listening tonight thank you so much for understanding hope to see you again soon it's been the wednesday edition of monster Eight pilot available on spotify stitcher amazon radio public google apple Podcasts, and anchor uh, available video form on Spotify. Let me know what you're thinking. If you want to be a guest, let me know. We're almost to that point where we're going to start having people on. And then also, if you do have anything, any suggestions, anything like that, let me know. I, I'll gladly take suggestions. Other than that, I'll see you in a few nights. Thank you so much once again. Have a great rest of your week. I will see you Sunday. Peace.